Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week continues our new teaching series, Together. Together we are stronger. Together we impact. Together we are simply better. Join Valley Point Church as together we seek to be the faith community that God is calling us to be. A generous, life-changing community. Good morning, Valley Point Church. How you doing today? It was a little bit better in the first service. My name is Gus Sarekka. I'm the executive pastor here at Valley Point. Eric is actually in Illinois. Uh, his wife, Tanya, had an opportunity to speak yesterday at a conference, so he went out there to support her. Um, so be, have, uh, have them on your mind and pray for them as they travel. As a matter of fact, let's open up uh, this time right now in a word of prayer. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come to worship you. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with Eric and Tanya as they travel. Give them safety. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would use my life, use my voice. We pray that we would be encouraged and challenged by your word today. And I will give you all the thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. My wife and I, Laurie, recently were on vacation, and we were visiting another church. And it was one of those large churches. Uh, it was about 6,000 people, so we were really excited about going there. And then the music was great. The environments went fantastic. And uh, then they introduced the speaker as the assistant pastor. And so we were a little disappointed. <laughs> and um, so... He started speaking, and Laurie kind of nudged me and said, you know, when you speak at Valley Point, that's pretty much how they feel, too. But the uh, speaker actually went on and and did a great job, and it was uh, very challenging, encouraging to everyone, and it was a great day. And hopefully, this will be encouraging to you as well. You know, for the past few weeks, our church has been somewhat insider-focused. We've been focused on ourselves, and rightfully so, rightfully so. But I think it's time for us to to change direction and be a little more outsider-focused. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. We're in a series called Together, and today the big idea is this, Together We Share. Together, we share. I think it's time for us to be intentional about sharing our story with others. Last week, Eric shared with us uh, the results of the campaign. Fantastic results. Very exciting about our real home future. And uh, he also said this. If you were ever looking for a story, here it is. God showed up for us. God showed up for us. And that's exciting. It's exciting. Sharing your story is a powerful thing. They actually did a study, a Harvard study, that said this, that the more you use stories in your teaching, the easier it is for students to learn. They actually use the largest portion of their brain when you use stories, it's a, it's a fact that this study came up with. Stories are a powerful thing. 
And it's time for us to start sharing our story. Now, sharing stories isn't something that just started during this Harvard study, for sure. Sharing stories goes as far back as the Old Testament. And I want, to, I want us to look at a passage in the Old Testament. And this is what uh, it says in Psalm 145. If you have your Bible, you could turn there. If you have your smart device, you could look it up on your phone. People won't think you're playing the candy game or anything like that. Or we'll have the scripture up on the screen. But this is what it says in Psalms 145. It says this. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. Brian Tracy, he's a motivational speaker and author, and he says this, love only grows by sharing. You can only have more by giving your, give more for giving yourself, yourself by giving it away to others. I can't even read. Did you guys read that on the screen? A little rough. Thank you for that. Do you ever notice with your children and your grandchildren that sometimes as you're teaching them that virtue of sharing, you give them two pieces of candy, and this is the way it is with my grandkids, by the way, so you don't have to feel guilty about this. You give them two pieces of candy in their hand, and you say, share one of them with your brother or your sister, and this is what they do. They hesitate, don't they? But if you, like at Halloween, when they have bags and bags of candy and they're holding candy in their hand, you say, share one of them with your brother or your sister, this is what they do. Oh, no problem. Here's one. And they feel so proud of it. It's funny, but, you know, that's how it is with God. The more we realize that God has done for us, the more willing to share that we are. The more we realize, the more we share. God has done so much for us. It's time for us to be intentional about sharing our story. So what's your story about Valley Point Church? What is your story about God? What is your story about Christ? Now, when you think about sharing our story... One of the goals for today is this. I want to make it as easy as possible to share our story. Sometimes it could be confusing. Sometimes you're not sure what story to share. There's so much to share. And sometimes when we're out there in our community, in our workplace, in the store, with our family, we're not sure what to listen for that opens the door for us to share our story. 
So I want to do this today. I want to make it real, real easy. I want us to turn to Ephesians 1.22. I'm going to look at a lot of different verses today. You can kick off some of the dust in your Bible. You can use that a little bit, uh, or it'll be on the screen, okay? So Ephesians 1.22, this is what it says. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Can you explain that to me, please? That's a little difficult, isn't it? Well, let me simplify it for you. I'm going to do something on the board here, and I want to show you what this actually means. And this is going to help us share our story with others. In the very beginning was God. You can sit back. We're going to be here a while. Just kidding. In the beginning was God. And God wanted, after he created man, God wanted to have a bond with man. He wanted to have a relationship with man. He wanted to uh, be close to him and have a connection. But mankind sinned. And because God was perfect, he couldn't get that connection. And God wanted mankind to realize that. So as you read the Old Testament, you look through there, God's learning more and more, or man is learning more and more, that God wants to have a relationship with him, but he can't because of his sin. So then, God sends his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to prove that he's the son of God, to prove that he is God. And so everything that God does points to Christ. And we know the story. We'll actually celebrate the fact that Christ died for us and rose again at Easter in a couple weeks. And so that's what, that's what happens. He rises again, and he ascends back into heaven and sits on the right hand of God. And, and Christ, because he left the earth, establishes something on the earth to help us point people to Christ, and that is the church. So if you share your story about God, it leads to Christ. If you share your story about the church, it leads to Christ. It doesn't matter which one of these three things you share your story about. It's the same result, same result. And that basically is what that verse is telling us. That's what it's telling us. So what is your story? What is your story? It's difficult. It's confusing. It's hard. It's hard for us to share our story. I know. We hesitate. We pause. We're not sure if the other person is going to receive it. And the truth of the matter is it's getting harder and harder all the time. As a matter of fact, if you study history and you study cultures, you'll realize that things have changed in the past 100 years. They've even changed in the past 50 years. And let me explain that. 50 years ago, there was a certain respect and awe that people had for the Bible, for Scripture. It was studied in public. It was quoted in public. It was followed by, by our leaders. Not anymore. As a matter of fact, it's against the law to use the Bible in certain 
situations. Things have changed. Things have changed. And it's challenging for us to share things about God or share things about Christ or even share things about our church that people don't immediately put a barrier up, a wall up between us and them because they've already come to some conclusions about these things. So it's our responsibility to make it as easy as possible. As easy as possible. Take a look at our community. Our community. Sometimes we use terms like unchurched people or churched people. You're here, you're a churched person. But our community is a churched community. People in our community belong to a church. Most of them belong to a church. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they attend regularly, but you know and I know if you've ever invited someone to Valley Point Church, sometimes the first answer you get is that I already belong to a church. I already belong to a church. Now, it doesn't mean that at their church they are finding hope or forgiveness or purpose or they're finding love. But to them, they already belong to a church, and they already put that wall. There's, uh, there's, there's some sayings in Scripture, it goes like this, that he that has an ear, let him hear. He that can see, let him see. And what that means is this. Not everybody is listening to our stories. And sometimes what you say, the first thing that you say, will automatically build a wall between you and then it's not easy. It's not easy today. And let me just say this, that here at Valley Point, we believe that God uses different churches to reach different people. And it's never, ever our responsibility to say negative things about other churches. Ever. But it is our responsibility to share our story to share what God has done for us, to share what Christ has done for us, and to share what Valley Point Church has done for us. There's a huge difference. A huge difference. And it's not easy. It's difficult. Very, very difficult. There's a story in the Bible about the blind man. God goes and he heals the blind man so that he can see. And the Pharisees take the blind man and they start questioning him. They say, how does this happen? Where is he? And they start asking him all these questions. Well, the blind man says, I have no idea. All I know is I was blind, but now I can see. That was his answer. And I think sometimes we make it confusing and difficult. But that's all our story has to be. That's all It has to be. You know, we don't have to have all the answers in Scripture. We don't have to understand all the theology about God and Christ and the church. All we need to share is the experience that we've had. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world. I got some of my older grandchildren together recently, and I told them I was speaking in church, and I needed a good story. And so my 12-year-old grandson, Grant, 
spoke up right away and said, Pop up, I got a story for you. There was four guys in an airplane. <laughs> yeah. And he went on. And he said, It was the president, the smartest guy in the world, a Boy Scout with a backpack, and it was just a regular guy like you and me. And the plane was starting to go down. There was only three parachutes in the plane. The president grabbed the parachute, jumped out. Smartest guy in the world grabbed the parachute, jumped out. And the regular guy looked at the Boy Scout and said, there's one parachute left, and it's only me and you. And he says, I, I think you should go. You're younger. And the Boy Scout said, nah. There's two parachutes. The smartest guy in the world, he took my backpack. <laughs> That's a true story. My 12-year-old told me that right on the spot. Never hesitated. We can learn a couple things from that. One is you don't have to be the smartest guy in the world. Matter of fact, it probably pays off if you don't based on that story. And you can share a story. You can share a story. I think what I'd like to do is I want to I give you six words today. Six words. And these words are... Very important. As a matter of fact, I think these six words are something that every man, woman, and child needs. So that when you come across someone in the course of your life, and you're not sure if they're churched or unchurched, or if they go to a church, or what their situation is, and you're trying to figure it out, well, these six words, you sh- they should come to your mind. Because everyone needs them. And as a matter of fact, I have a feeling that everyone in this room probably has experienced these things. Hopefully you have. And the story is going to be real, real short and real, real simple. But when you get into conversations with people, listen for these words. Listen for these words. So write them down. Get ready. Write them down. Here's the first one. Hope. Here's the first word. Here's something that everybody needs. Everybody needs to experience hope. Everyone needs to find hope. What is your greatest hope in life? Can you answer that question just like that? I asked a few people that question. I got some funny answers. One was from a staff member. I won't share that one. (laughs) But think about that. What is your greatest hope in life? Is your greatest hope in life that you would find someone to marry? And that you would live loving each other for your entire lives? Is your hope that your marriage would be strong all the time? Is your hope for your kids to love God? Is your hope for your kids to grow up and be successful? Is your hope that your kids would love you when they grow up? How about would they like you? When they grow up, it should be your hope. We all need hope. I want to take a look at this verse. It's in 1 Peter 3.15. And it says this. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Do you have the hope of eternal life? Do you hope to spend eternity with Christ? 
We all have a need for hope. In conversations in your life, your story can be this. I have found hope in God. Period. Your story can be this. I have found hope in Christ. Your story can be as simple as, I have found hope at Valley Point Church. Let's look at the second word, forgiveness. Forgiveness. You ever wonder why there's so much anger and bitterness and strife in this world? It's because people have not experienced forgiveness. They haven't given it, and they haven't received it. Forgiveness is something that everyone needs. Everyone needs to experience forgiveness. And when you experience hope, and when you experience forgiveness, your life changes. You become a different person. And everyone out there needs to hear your story about hope, and your story about forgiveness. Another verse, Ephesians 4.32. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Why? Just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. I have experienced forgiveness at Valley Point Church. That's your story. Did you experience that? That's your story. Pretty easy story. Pretty easy story. Third word, purpose. Purpose. What's the greatest philosophical question of all time? Okay, I'll answer for you. Why do I exist? (laughs) Right? Why do you exist? Why do I exist? Why do we exist? It's the question, it's the greatest philosophical question of all time. Why do I exist? What purpose do I really have? You know, we, all, we all struggle with this, whether conscious, consciously or subconsciously. Because even like when you're younger and you're trying to figure out what college to go to and what path to follow, and you're trying to figure out, you know, at, at 16 years old, I have to decide what my purpose is for the rest of my life because I have to choose which college, what classes, and what major to take. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough for a young person. A lot of times we attach this purpose to our career. And it's not necessarily true. Now you talk to some individuals who met Christ or became Christ followers later on in life after they've had a successful career without Christ, and then they realize what their purpose was. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Look at this verse in Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You see, our purpose isn't always God's purpose. And we confuse that so many times. And that's okay. That's just the way we are. We're humans. But when we realize what God's purpose is for us, it makes a huge difference. That's when we really find peace. That's when we really find the confidence that we are, an exi- we are existing for a reason. God's purpose is not always our purpose, but he does have a purpose for me and for you. 
And as a matter of fact, he has a purpose for every human being that exists today. So that when you're out there in your community, listen for that word. Listen in the conversations of what people are saying. And be ready to share that I have found purpose in God. Or I have found purpose in Christ. Or I have found purpose at Valley Point Church. It's a great story. It's a short story. It's an easy story. But it's a powerful story. It's a powerful story. Share what you've experienced, not necessarily what you know. Fourth word, a little bit different. Significance. Significance. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Even before we were born, he planned these things for us. Significance is about serving other people. Listen, that's not a different purpose that each of us have. We all have different purposes, but we all have this. We all have the responsibility to serve others. That's what God wants us to do. That is what he has created us for, is to serve other people. To care for them. To love on them. To give back to those who are less fortunate. To do something significant in this life means to serve someone else. Love them. Expecting nothing in return. That's experiencing significance. That could be your story. I found significance at Valley Point Church. That could be the whole thing. That's pretty powerful. Let them ask you why. We have so many stories about significance. Fifth word, relationships. Relationships. We all know that we as human beings were created to long for each of these words. We were created to long for hope. We were created to long for forgiveness. We were created to long for purpose and significance. It's the way God made us. But we certainly know that God created us to long for relationships in our life. That's how we are created. To bond with each other. To have a relationship and community with each other. That's how he made us. Look at this in John 13, 34 and 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Are we doing that? Our community, our church, our faith community here, the love that we have for one another, the relationships that we have for one another should be so strong that others notice. And it's sending them a message. Your story is a powerful message. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be difficult or confusing. What you've experienced is one of these six things. And that leads us to the sixth thing, and that's love. Love. You know, you hear people all the time say, I found a home at Valley Point. I love when I hear that. What's that mean, that they found a home at Valley Point? 
It means they found a place where love is evident. They feel cared for and they feel known. They feel as though they're not just a guest here, but they're sitting in the living room of life with us and walking hand in hand on this journey together. That's love. That's love. All of us, all of us need to experience these things. Not only us, but everyone out there, our friends, our family, our co-workers, our classmates. Everyone needs hope. Everyone needs forgiveness. Everyone needs purpose and significance and relationships. Everyone needs love. And as we walk this journey, we need to be sharing that story, sharing that story that I have found these things in God, I have found these things in Christ, or I have found these things at Valley Point Church. Austin's going to play us a song. And as he plays this song, I want you to listen. I want you to ask God this. God, put someone on my heart that I can share my story with. And remember, your story doesn't have to be long. Listen for those six things. Your your spiritual conversations don't have to be difficult. As he plays, as he sings, ask God, God, put someone on my heart that I can share my story or I can invite to Valley Point. Listen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.